Hello and thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Friday, November 18th. Let's jump into this morning's top stories. ESPN's Mark Schlebach reports Virginia RB Mike Hollins, through his mom, has recounted some of the events from the tragic shooting over the weekend. Hollins says the shooter shouted at the driver to stop the bus, prompting him and two others to run out of the bus. Upon realizing no one was following him, Hollins told the two students to keep running, but he went back to the bus to help others, according to his mother, Brenda Hollins, who says, his classmates are grateful for him because they said he saved their lives. He was the first off the bus and told two of his classmates to run, and he went back. Upon returning, the shooter pointed a handgun at him and shot him in the back when Hollins turned to flee. Touching tribute as a slew of former Cavaliers assistant football, coaches will wear UVA gear on the sidelines through their weekend of games. Metro News's Hoppy Kerchival continues to point to Oregon AD Rob Mullins and Virginia Tech AD Whit Babcock as leaders, who have connections to West Virginia as the Mountaineers are looking for a new AD. Compensation-wise, Kerchival believes former AD Shane Lyons's pay package was already plenty competitive within the marketplace, wonders if President G can go even higher to attract Mullins or Babcock. The D1 dossier for Ball State is now available. Recently hired Gardner Web AD Andrew Goodrich on his use of the service, on the front end of the process, the information provided by D1 dossier saved me at least 12 hours of research time. I was able to use those hours to not only prepare my interview responses, but also to continue to do my current job at a high level. Undoubtedly, it helped me land my first AD opportunity, and furthermore, on the back end of the process, the D1 dossier information has helped me to be very effective the first 30 days in the chair. Next up for D1 dossiers is Texas A&M Corpus Christi. The New York Times's Billy Witz provides some behind-the-scenes fodder in connection to yesterday's UC Regents meeting and the UCLA Big 10 situation, behind the scenes, though, there has been maneuvering, last month, the Pac-12 provided to several regions a glimpse of what its deal, which it has been negotiating for months, might look like if UCLA decided to remain, a range between $42 million and $47 million per school, with UCLA getting a little more than the remaining 10 schools in the Pac-12 once Southern California leaves for the Big Ten in 2024, according to two people familiar with the discussions who spoke on condition of anonymity because they were not authorized to publicly discuss them. Then the Big 12 announced its deal with Fox and ESPN, which will be worth $31.7 million per school. That number was far enough below expectations that the Pac-12 lowered its estimates for the regions by about 10%. The Pac-12's willingness to sweeten the offer for UCLA also included a willingness to pay the buyout the Los Angeles school would have to fork over to break the Big Ten agreement. The competitive landscape of college athletics is changing. We need your help. The NIL era is here, and, whether the college athletics model will continue to evolve, we believe this will likely be our new normal for at least for the next few years. And while we may not all like what NIL has brought to college athletics, it does present an opportunity for our programs and our student-athletes. To put it directly, we need to embrace NIL in order to remain competitive. To put it even more directly, if we don't start embracing NIL by December, we may very well start losing players to other programs. That's Memphis AD Laird Veach in an email to the Ambassadors, a group of the school's Tiger Leadership Circle, those who have given $500,000-plus to the Memphis Athletic Fund over a five-year period. 
Veach takes it further, if each of you as our ambassadors were to contribute $1,000 to $2,000 per month for the next 2 to 3 years, or $12,000 to $24,000 per year to NIL opportunities, we can come together to achieve our goals and support our student-athletes at a highly competitive level. The Kansas Board of Regents approved a request for an amendment to the school's FY23 capital improvements request and the program statement for the 11th and Mississippi Project, which includes the football stadium and immediate area around it. The amendment included upping the Phase 1 cost from $220 million to $335 million. An economic impact study is underway and should be completed by February. Concept renderings are included and show a 600-person conference and event center that would be integrated into the North Bowl of the stadium. Cleveland State unveils a new master plan that all told has a $650 million proposed price tag. Per the release, a signature element of the new residential and entertainment neighborhood is a new proposed multipurpose arena that would replace the university's venerable Wallstan Arena. The 5,000 to 7,000 seat arena will be home to CSU basketball, concerts, and other events. It could also house learning spaces for complementary academic programs like sport and entertainment management. The neighborhood connects Krenzler Field and the university's softball field on the west side of campus to the new arena and current student rec center in the east. Plans for additional recreation and athletics facilities include a new indoor field house and covered tennis courts. Sasaki helped develop the plan. Thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Friday, November 18th. We'll see you back here this afternoon.